Hello everybody, welcome to your Liverpool FC podcast uh, on Friday night before one of the biggest games of the season, Liverpool's trip to Old Trafford uh, on Saturday night. I'm Andy Kelly, I'm joined by James Pearce and Ian Doyle uh, from the Echo reporting team. And uh, James, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big one, um, it's one that fans you know, will come out either loving or hating. Uh, you've been up to Melwood today, um, what's the spirit in the Liverpool camp like? I think uh, Brendan Rodgers was was very upbeat. I think um, you know he, he didn't try and hide away from the significance of this fixture. Um, you know he talked about how for him this is still the the biggest game in English football. I think uh, obviously neither club has been competing for the kind of prizes on a regular basis that they they'd expect to and that their histories demand in, in recent years. But um, it's still a hugely important fixture. I think. You, you mentioned it, it's still so early in the season but I think you know the result on Saturday night probably will have repercussions for the weeks and, and months to come I, you know Rogers also spoke about the build-up to the game not being ideal in terms of the international break he said some of his players only came back to Melbourne on Thursday so he's only literally had two days to work with some of the players but you know United will be in the same situation as well um, and uh, you know Rogers also spoke about the need to see a response because um, Everyone was on such a downer after such a horrendous defeat against West Ham. And, um, you know, he, he held his hands up. He, he knows that the standards that day were nowhere near what's, what's expected. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he fully expects Liverpool to put in a, a much better performance. And they, they, they certainly owe Manchester United one after uh, what happened in the two fixtures against them last season. Yeah, and James mentioned there about the importance of the fixture. I mean, we're five games into this league season and everyone seems to be regarding almost uh, tomorrow's game as like a make or break, whether it's for Brendan Rodgers or for, to a certain extent, for Louis van uh, Gaal over at United as well. Um, are we putting too much onto a fixture that doesn't need any more hyping up historically? I think the fact that the, the two teams... You know they haven't played for two weeks, and the last game that they played, they both lost. That hasn't helped. You know, there's been a lot of talk about about both teams. I mean, it's too early in the season to, you know, for this to be a make or break. But you know, if Liverpool do lose, you know, the, the pressure will increase on Brendan Rodgers. Even though for any other Liverpool manager to get beat at United is always a, it's not a great result, but it's hardly one that makes or breaks, you know, your career because you know United are still one of the top teams in the Premier League. But it's a game that obviously Liverpool will want to win. You know, Louis van Gaal, he's probably under perhaps a little bit more pressure simply because of all the money that he spent and the fact that you know there's some stories coming out of United's you know, training camp that perhaps some of the players aren't, haven't been too happy with the way things have been going there. James, going back to home, you know, to Liverpool, and uh, one of the suggestions that seemed to come out of today's press conference was uh, certainly... Not a, not a definitive, but a, very much a potential that Liverpool would go two up top tomorrow at Old Trafford. It's, it's, it's something we haven't seen this season so far. Um, Danny Ings is someone that Rodgers seems to have confidence that he could drop him into that big game. Yeah, he, he certainly does. I think he, you know, he spoke spoke very well about Danny Ings and um, you know said that how impressed he's been with his attitude and his application since he joined the club from Burnley in the summer. And, uh, you know, to be honest, Ings was probably the only positive from the defeat to West Ham with uh, the impact he made coming off the bench that day. And obviously with Coutinho being suspended, he has to make a change. And I think Ings would be the obvious choice. I think the interesting thing, which we don't know yet, is how he will line the team up. Because it could be, as you said, Andy, two up top, maybe a 4-4-2 diamond with uh, you know Lucas at the base, 
Chan and Milner on the sides and Firmino through the middle. Um, although, you know, I wonder whether he might play 4-3-3. That seems to be his favoured system. Um, and then that would mean Ings and Firmino operate, operating in the wider forward roles with Benteke obviously through the middle. But um, but no, I think I think Ings deserves that chance. And it, he, you know, he scored there with Burnley last season. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he'd be phased by the prospect of making his full debut there. I think the other interesting one, obviously, defensively, uh, you know, the, certainly the, the way that Rodgers was speaking today, it looks like Dejan Lovren will keep his place. And that's a huge call by him because I think... Um, Although, it, yeah, it would be harsh to drop Lovren after one bad mistake against West Ham. You know, if, if Lovren was to struggle again at the hands of United, you know, that would then be thrown back at Rodgers as well with Mamadou Sacco waiting in the wings. So um, you know, he, he desperately needs Lovren to put that mistake behind him and, uh, you know, and repay that manager's faith in him. Ian, do you think it's a, a case of you know, talking about Lovren? You know, he, he obviously made a, a terrible error against West Ham. Um, he, ha- he has a mistake at him as we've seen over the over the you know over his Liverpool career, um, but is it a case where Rodgers probably is thinking it's also not the right game to you know try and get Sacco into what would essentially be his, his first competitive game of the season either? Well, I think if he if you think Sacco's the best bet, he'd pick him. You know, it's not as if Sacco hasn't played at Old Trafford before. He's, not, he's played in big games before. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that he's going to st- you know he's chosen the start of the season to go with Lovren. And when he makes a mistake, he's not. You know, if, if the first chance he's going to drop him, that's not going to happen, I don't think. So, you know, I think the big call is actually going to be at left back, whether or not Joe Gomez uh, plays, because you know he, he, you know, he's not a left back. He's still a youngster. It's going to be the, probably arguably the biggest game of his career so far if he plays. And uh, it's whether or not, you know, there were some signs against West Ham that maybe the fact they'd found, you know, not so much found him out, but were playing on the fact. He's not a left back. He's not left footed. I think Alberto Moreno. You know, he could be somebody who could come in. James, I have to say, I'd be totally against that in the sense that I think things didn't work out at all for uh, Liverpool in that West Ham game, especially with the early goal against them. Yeah. And there was a sort of imperative upon them then to certainly, you know, go certainly on the front foot, which would have been their plan at home at Anfield anyway. But you know, what we've seen from Gomez say in the likes of uh, the performance at the Emirates is a real solidity, and surely. That's got to be the start that Liverpool want going to Old Trafford. Be solid, see where where that gets you, and then hopefully you know pinch it as we've memorably you know done a, a few times uh, you know in the Danny Murphy era. And uh, you know it, if anything more than that transpires in terms of being able to dominate the game in possession, then all the, all the better. Yeah, I think so. I think Gomez has, has you know has earned the right to keep his place on the weekend I think you mentioned the Emirates the other week and I think he showed then he has got that big game temperament nothing seems to phase him he did struggle against West Ham but I think a lot of that was also going forward when you know for, for a right footer to be playing at left back I think um, you know, he, he, the problem is it is predictable because you know he's going to cut inside every time but at, you know, at Old Trafford on Saturday night he, he, there's not going to be as much emphasis on him to his hack it's all about him doing the basics right and, and his positioning and his defensive ability. And you know, so far, I think he, he's shown he's up to the task. And uh, you know, he, from what we've seen so far, he certainly won't be phased by the 
for the challenge of walking out at Old Trafford tomorrow night. The interesting thing for me is we mentioned before the tactics. If you look at the two games last season, okay, Liverpool lost 3-0 at Old Trafford, but you could argue that if it wasn't for David De Gea, you know, Liverpool could have easily won that game. It was a very strange game and maybe you know, Rodgers outthought Van Gaal. But then in the, in the game at Anfield, it was the other way around and yeah. you know, Liverpool just never, ever looked like they were ever going to win that game. So, it, you know, it, it, I think the managers will be a crucial one here. But that, that game you talk about, the Anfield game in particular, what happened to Liverpool on, on that day was they got bullied by a United side that was physical, uh, Fellaini caused all sorts of problems and... I, I think it was one of the keys in terms of where Liverpool went with their transfer strategy in the summer in that they, 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 they went and bought players who were relatively physically robust, the likes of Benteke. Milner, for all that he's not a great size, is a physical player and gets yeah. his foot stuck in. And You would have to think if it, if it became that sort of a game that Liverpool are better equipped this year than they were last year. Yeah, I think so. I think you, that, that was a case in point last season where um, you know Liverpool were lacking probably in terms of mental strength and resilience as well they they, they were they, I think we saw it at home to Man United we saw it away to Arsenal we saw it against Villa at Wembley in the FA Cup semi-final that um, you know they, they they kind of wilted when the, when the stakes were high last season far too often and I think I think you're right I think that was a big part of the buying policy this summer adding a bit more steel and more resilience to the team and we did see that at the Emirates so we, it certainly, we did, certainly didn't see that against West Ham but I think you know that's why this feels like a big game because it you know is suddenly on the back of West Ham you can look at Liverpool's start to the season and, and look at it and say well hang on a minute Stoke they won thanks to a goal out of nothing later on they brought against Bournemouth at home you know they won thanks to a goal that should have been disallowed um, and then obviously the draw at Arsenal where Aaron Ramsey's goal was disallowed and so you suddenly think well hang on a minute were Liverpool actually pretty fortunate to find themselves with, with, with seven points out of those first three and then they went and performed so poorly against West Ham so I think, I think we'll learn a lot more on Saturday night whether, whether the Liverpool we're going to see this season was the one that performed so admirably against Arsenal away or is it the one that, uh, that capitulated so meekly against West Ham yeah, that, that that's the key to it isn't it because that's why we've got in this social media age we call it the fume don't we yeah. we've seen this incredible fume from quite a vociferous number of fans and it's difficult to tell whether they're a minority or a majority but they certainly are fans that saw that performance against West Ham and straight away they were thinking we're in for another season of this and quite simply they've pretty much had enough of that they, they just don't want to see that they, they had their hopes raised by you know some encouraging albeit narrow uh, you know results at early days but quite simply the reason this game has got so much on it is that Liverpool fans just don't want another season like last season do they? Well no they don't but you know as we talked about before it's not going to be down to this game I mean I've speaking as us in the media who've been in it for quite a few years we've always been accused of knee-jerk reactions and now that the fans can take to social media then they're the ones that are doing it now and it's almost as though we're like the considered voice as it were but you know any game against Manchester United is a big game they're all big games against United but I can't see this one being any different because it's so early in the season I think people just have to get their heads around the fact that you know if Liverpool lose you know, I think it's more a case of they want a performance from Liverpool. They don't want to see a Liverpool team that's going to go to United, not put up a fight, get beat two or three nil, because you know they've seen that too many times. You know, the West Ham game, case in point. If they play like that against Manchester United, they're going to have no chance. But this is one where maybe, like against Arsenal, like against Stoke, it can play into that. You know, building a bit of confidence, being strong at the back, and just getting something from that. For this. 
Doherty's alluding to this whole, um, is this team uh, play, have the ability to play better away from home, set up better uh, than you know the, the sort of pressure on you to try and break teams down at home. Um, and you know that, that that's something that could well be the case uh, tomorrow, and uh, it might suit them. And is it a game where actually, as long as the Reds turn up and perform to a level close to what we we know they can perform, that even if they do lose, then it's forgivable. And if they get something better, then you know, you know, we're all heading for the pub. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you only have to look at. I think what is it? Nine nine home wins out of forty in the in the, in the Premier League so far this season. I think. You know, uh, you know, it, bizarrely, you know, it seems like the away teams have, have had the better of it so far, um, and I think a lot of that is down to so many teams that ability to set set your team up to thwart a team where the emphasis is on the home team to really take the initiative and then hit them on the counter attack, which is exactly what West Ham did to Liverpool a fortnight ago, and I think it will it will suit Liverpool better going there. I think you know the. You know, certainly that midfield trio against West Ham of Chan and Milner and Lucas, you know, didn't contain enough creativity or guile to to break down opposition when you know you're going to have a lot of the ball. But I think you know that won't be the case at Old Trafford. Liverpool will need to be compact and disciplined and, and concentrate um, and try and thwart United for long periods. And then they'll look to the likes of Benteke and Firmino and Ings if he starts to do the damage going forward. And I think. I think the thing with this game is it's such a difficult one to call. I mean, you, you, sometimes you look, you look at the form going into these games and you think you really fancy Liverpool's chances or you fear for them. But you know, I, I think it's impossible to call this game because we talk about Liverpool being unconvincing so far this season. United have been absolutely no, no more convincing in their games. I mean, they were very poor against Swansea a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've struggled to score goals as well. Both teams have struggled to score goals. I think... I think it, also we talk about the kind of the fans being on the managers' backs already, and I don't. I think a lot of that also harps back to last season for both Van Gaal and Rodgers. Because I think um, there's a lot of Liverpool fans who wanted Rodgers sacked at the end of last season. So I think it was never going to take much this season for those fans to then voice their frustrations. And, and similarly with Van Gaal, even though United got back in the Champions League, you, you think, what well, did he spend 150 odd million pound last summer? And, you know, and United were used to winning in a certain way, certainly under Ferguson before Moyes took over. And that certainly wasn't the case. And they, they finished last season poorly. Um, and, and, you know, and they haven't, they haven't certainly haven't really impressed anyone so far this season. So I think you know, both managers are in desperate need of a lift. And I think um, you know, the aftermath for whoever comes off second best tomorrow night will be, it will be a bruising few days. I think James makes a good point there about United. I mean, because... You know, people are making this out to be a game that both teams have got to win. But I think it's, it could end up being a game that neither team can afford to lose. And I think United, you know, they haven't had a great start to the season. And I think that they're going to be thinking, well, we can't afford to lose this one. And I think that their tactics and maybe their mindset will be in that way as well. And I expect, in, you know, in the old days, United have come out and they've gone in all guns blazing, gone for it. And they may very well do that in the first 10, 15 minutes. But after that, I'm expecting it to be really, really cagey because, you know, neither team's going to want to lose anything in this one and if it's a draw I think both teams will be happy I mean the, the, looking at the stats I think that in this fixture in the last 19 years there's only been one draw so that suggests there'll be a winner and uh, you know that makes me think that's, that, what makes me, that's why I'm making this point is that the teams haven't been in this position before as far as I'm aware 
I don't remember a time where both managers have been under pressure. It's always been one or the other. And, you know, I think that might you know, influence the way the game goes. Am, am I too naively old school to think whatever's happened to patience here? Um, maybe Liverpool fans uh, think they've been patient for long enough. Um, but this is relatively a new team that's been put together after uh, a failure of a team stroke squad last season, admittedly. But, you know, don't we need to wait 10 or 12 games so we take a handle on this team? A team that's playing without, uh, you know, Daniel Sturridge, who we should mention, you know, who, 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 who's nearly back. And someone who would transform the look of this Liverpool team, I think. Uh, and, you, you know, and, oh, is it... A, Everything's just happening too quick, isn't it? Five games in, you know, uh, and we're also missing Jordan Henderson likely, to, uh, you know, tomorrow as well. So, you know, we don't really have a a, a, a full uh, look into what this team looks like when everybody's fit and ready, do we? Yet? No, we don't. And that, I mean, and that's and also that's part of the issue with when you sign so many players in one window. I think that what Liverpool signed eight last season uh, and started the season very slowly. And then you know signed another seven this summer. And I think I think Rogers acknowledged that a few weeks ago that he wants to find himself in a position going forward where Liverpool aren't doing that kind of business because it's not helpful trying to gel that many new faces. And you're right, that's why it's it's ridiculous to draw any real conclusions about where this season's going until probably you know late October, early November time. I think you're even you think back to the was it 2013-14 when Liverpool nearly won the title. If you'd said to anyone in September, October time that Liverpool would have won the title, they'd have laughed at you because there was nothing to suggest in those early months of the season. But Liverpool gathered gathered momentum certainly in the second half of the season. So yeah, you've got to you've got to give it time. But sadly, you know, I, I think increasingly in modern football we're seeing that nobody really is interested in giving you that time. And I think part of that does go back to last season and the hangover from such a dismal end to last season meant that I just don't think Rodgers was ever going to be cut much slack by a lot of fans because of you know what he oversaw from March through to May. Yeah, we didn't we didn't even get two consecutive league victories until October, I think, last year. Yet, as James says, we went on that tremendous run. Uh, and we came into that United game at Anfield and you know I fully expected us to beat United that day uh, comfortably as, as you memorably laughed yes, at yes. Uh, in a previous pod and, uh, and go on to secure a fourth place are we thinking that United against Liverpool is likely to be two sides battling for that final place this year given that the hopes that perhaps Pellegrini was a Liam Duckett City certainly haven't been materialised and they've invested heavily in it, what was already a good squad. I think finishing above United will be Liverpool's best chance of getting in the Champions League, to be honest. And I think that's why maybe so many people are worried that if Liverpool lose this, they're not only fall you know, three points behind United, but it'll be the whole psychological effect. But as, as we've mentioned, you know, this is only five games into the season. There's an awful long way to go, and I think this is more about sending out a message. The Liverpool need to send out a message, if not if not to anybody else other than, than their own supporters, because any anybody who was sat in you know at Anfield watching that West Ham game would have just come away from that thinking, you know, as we mentioned, you know, another season of this, and they, they can't do that. In fact, the hopes have been built up a little bit by the steel that they've shown against certainly against Stoke, certainly against Arsenal. But now they have an opportunity here to show a bit more of that because they're going to have to do something. They have to respond to what happened against West Ham. James, you're heading off with the team to Bordeaux next uh, uh, middle of next week. Um, do you think Brendan Rodgers has given a single thought to um, the, the Europa League game in terms of how it might affect the team he puts out 
tomorrow or quite simply everything's geared towards tomorrow and then he'll reassess what he's got left in terms of Thursday yeah definitely I think I think everything will be geared towards the United game I, I don't think he would even be entering his thoughts yet that Bordeaux game I think you know he knows as well as anyone that you know what will make or break him this season um, will be where Liverpool finish in the Premier League and uh, yes the Europa League does actually offer that that route to the Champions League but you know, it's. I think it's a very dangerous business to think that you can you can negotiate that route because it's such a long and, and demanding journey. I think um, you know a top four finish is what you know. I, I did an interview with Tom Werner uh, a few weeks back, and he made it crystal clear that he thinks that Liverpool have done sufficient business in the in the in the window to get back in the Champions League. And you know that is the way that is where Rodgers is going to be judged. You know, rightly or wrongly, some fans will think he he didn't deserve this this chance this season having missed out last season but the owners felt he had enough credit in the bank uh, having come so close to winning the league the year before and, and it, you know, he obviously was also crown manager of the year so um, you know, they decided to keep faith with him but I think you know, they, I think Rodgers will know himself he has to get Liverpool back into the top four and that is why we'll see him prioritise Premier League games I think you know, the Europa League there's no reason why Liverpool can't do well in the Europa League because the, the squad is certainly deeper this season. You know, that's going to be a big chance for when we talk about Sacco, him, him getting game time. You know, you, you look at Origi, we haven't really, really seen anything of him whatsoever so far. So there's, you know, you look at the bench in recent weeks, Colo Torre as well. So it's, he, he can make six or seven changes now without significantly weakening the team. But there's no doubt that, that he, you know, he knows that he will he will be judged this season where Liverpool finish in the Premier League and uh, Bordeaux will not enter his thoughts before that game where Old Trafford's finished. I mean, picking up what James has just said then, I mean, United have got a Champions League game next week, you know, and I don't think that'll come into their thoughts either. I think the only thing that either manager's thinking of now is getting a result in this game. I mean, looking at individual players, we you know if Jordan Henderson's not going to make it, the captain's going to be uh, James Milner, yeah. who... Uh, I'd expect if Liverpool are to get something it's going to come through him it's going to need a big performance from James Miller yeah. who incidentally I think must have he must absolutely hate Manchester United because he's played for Leeds he's played for Newcastle he's played for Manchester City and now he's playing for Liverpool Good so, he, so, he, <laughs> so he, he knows what it takes to go to Old Trafford you know and take the kind of abuse that, that Liverpool players get well, it's a massive game in any year. It's a, it's, it's a massive game this year. I should tell everyone, the background noise they've heard is uh, uh, we've had a hen do walk into the pub here in uh, Liverpool's business district. Um, let's hope Liverpool aren't the bridesmaid at Old Trafford tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and let's go and get three points. bij Beddereus. Ontvang 21% btw-korting op alles. Kijk dus op beddereus.nl of kom naar een van onze Beddereus winkels.